Portions of KDKR programming do not necessarily reflect the views of this station, its management, or staff. Prudent Money with Bob Brooks is sponsored by the Prudent Money Foundation on 91.3. All the myths of retirement planning. Today we're going to take a look. Stay tuned for Prudent Money. Welcome to the Prudent Money Radio Show. I'm your host, Bob Brooks. Thank you so much for joining me today. You know I do appreciate it. If you got a question for me, please go to the website at www.prudentmoney.com. There's a couple of levels of questions that you can ask and resources that you can use to get your answers that you might have to money, financial planning, you name it. So go to the website, and you can always send a question in to the question and answer link at the top of the page. That's always available for you 24 hours a day. Second, if it involves more than a, uh, a question through email, you are always welcome to set up a time on uh, online. And we just set this up to where you can reserve a 30-minute block. I only have so, very, so many of those left on, an, on a week-to-week basis. You can find one that will fit your schedule. And that way we can uh, talk over the phone or Zoom. And if I can help you that way, we'll do that as well. want to make uh, these, these uh, resources available to you because one of the things that we're finding is that there's just not very many resources to go to. If you've got questions, we want to be that resource for you. And it's something that I have committed to. And actually, I enjoy it because I enjoy solving problems. That's why I got into the business back in 1992 is to help people solve financial problems. And God has blessed me with this radio show and this forum to do this. And I want to make sure that you know of the the resources that are available to you. And there's no cost to that, uh, no obligation. Uh, anything financially related that you need help with, you can go up to that next level as well. That's off the website, www.prudentmoney.com. One of the things that is most important to me about doing the program is to challenge people's beliefs about money. Why do you believe the way that you do? Have you ever stopped and thought about you're going through the process of preparing for a retirement, you know, maybe 20, 25, 30, 15, whatever years away, but you're going through the right steps. Have you ever sat back and thought to yourself, why am I going through these steps? Are these the best steps? Are these the best investments? Is this the best type of plan to be using? And what I found is that most people, they get the information from maybe an advisor, maybe a money magazine, maybe an HR department, maybe someone who's with a fund company who's helping a a particular company with their uh, alloc- uh, their information with each employee with the 401k plan, you are, you're told you should do A, B, and C, and you should get D. And it's very, and it's usually just very, very simple. So people look at it and they go, okay, well, I can do A, B, and C, and then D is what I want, so we'll get started, and I'll start putting money back, and I'll use the 401k, and I'll do this type of investments and they'll have this kind of a strategy built in and it'll all work out. Never 
did you go through the process of contrasting your options and looking at this option versus this option, looking at this particular situation versus another, and really coming up with what you feel is a good, solid strategy? And quite frankly, and I get it, most of the time we're, we are just trying to get that 401k plan money out of the way, get that plan set up and get it done versus really taking the time to look at these things and see what makes the most sense. I call this belief renting. And it's the process that people go through where they're told this is what you do, this is what you make sense. And if someone asks you why you're doing what you're doing, you do whatever the person, you say whatever the, and explain based on what was explained to you without really knowing why. And without why, you can't own your beliefs. hope that makes sense. And uh, it's, I think very from a, from a stewardship standpoint, it's extremely important to own your beliefs. And, and not saying they, they could be effective or maybe effective, maybe not effective. Only time will tell. But you're not using somebody else's belief system as your own. Because there's always agenda typically built into that. So what I wanted to do today was go through what I call the myths of retirement planning. And there are five different myths that we can address today and we're going to talk about. And incidentally, if you miss any part of this program, if you're in the car for just a few minutes out of the car or you're listening at your online and you, get, you got interrupted, Always, you can go and pull up the podcast and uh, listen to the program in its entirety. So that's at the website. That is at any one of the podcasting platforms that you use, Spotify, Apple, any of those. And you can pull that up and listen to it. And if you wouldn't mind, give us a give us a comment or a review, hopefully a good one. And uh, we would definitely appreciate that. But that is also uh, make sure that if uh, we want to make sure this information is always available to you and through the podcast and we podcast every program and uh, we send and if you're part of the email e-letter the e-letter list that we send out uh, through email you'll get a summary of every podcast every Friday after the after the Tony after Tony Joe and I do the special car corner edition of Prudent Money and that is on there as well. So that, uh, that is always available to you. Let's start with myth number one. And this is going to probably rub some people the wrong way. Some people in the industry will say there's, that this is blasphemy. I say that jokingly. Uh, some pop culture finance circles. The first myth is your 401k plan is not always the best place for retirement savings. Now, it's a popular notion that the 401k plan is the best place to save money for retirement. It's convenient. It's set up just specifically for that. But, but I pose the question today, what if 401k plans are not the best place for investing? And this is something, once again, that you were probably told at a young age, and when you get your first job, your first meaningful income, 
uh, after school, or uh, whether graduation from high school or graduation from college, that you want to start putting money back. You want to start saving money into a 401k plan. Well, let's break this down to why to the effectiveness of the 401k plan. We'll start with the employer match. The employer match, of course, is when you put money in and because you put a certain amount of money in, they match that either dollar for dollar, 50 cents in the dollar, 25 cents in the dollar. It doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, it's free money. So if you have to put in up to 4% of your income to get free money, that should be the minimum that you put in to get free money. Free money is free money. You don't want to leave any of that on the table. What you do beyond those contributions to, to once you've satisfied what you have to put in to get the free money is a whole other story. But the money that's uh, that's given to you as a employer match, you want to make sure that you get uh, get your fair share of that. Now, the inability to diversify is the second consideration that I would have uh, you you look at when it comes to the effectiveness of a 401k plan. We talked about the employer match, now the inability to diversify. Diversification is simply the process of spreading out your money over a number of investments so that when one investment goes up, one investment goes down, it kind of balances everything out, and there, the the what you're wanting to uh, what you're wanting to accomplish here is a portfolio that doesn't all go the same. That every dollar doesn't go the same way. So if the market goes down fifty uh, percent, your portfolio goes down fifty percent. A well diversified portfolio might mean that you go down just a little bit, or you don't. Maybe maybe you don't go down at all. Depends on what you have available to you to diversify, but the inability to diversify comes in when you could have. And I had a guy come into my office. This is a long time ago, but it serves for a good, uh, a very good example. He came in and we said, "I want you to take a look at my 401k plan." So we looked at it, and he said, "As you can tell, I'm very well diversified." And so I looked at his 401k plan, and he did. He had it spread out over so many different funds. The problem is, which I, for what I explained to him, was that those, you know, those uh, 10, 11, 12 different investments you have the money spread out over, if the market goes down, chances are all 12 of those will go down with the market and uh, go down substantially with the market. So there's really no diversification there to uh, benefit you just because you have it spread out over 10 to 12 investments does not mean it's uh, it, it's effectively diversified it's true diversification it's just spread out over a bunch of different funds which does not really give you a benefit at all, very much of a benefit at all in a down market Maybe it gives you a benefit on the up markets, but it's the down markets we're always concerned about that we we don't have covered that cause the most problems and risk and loss for investments. So always want to make sure that we have that covered. What we're trying to accomplish is to practice true diversification. And that is where 
You have a balanced approach. You don't have everything in one type of investment, like a stock is a type of investment or a bond is a type of investment. You have it spread out effectively over different types of investments and make sure that you're spreading out risk. Hey, this is Bob Brooks. Stick around. We're up against a break. I'll be right back. The word for today is excited to announce the new official online home for the ministry of Pastor Chuck Smith and K. Smith. PastorChuck.org At PastorChuck.org, you'll have instant access to thousands of hours of verse-by-verse teaching by Pastor Chuck Smith from Genesis through Revelation and full access to special messages on subjects such as prophecy and much, much more. Also at PastorChuck.org, a full library of great teachings by K. Smith and a section where you can read some of Pastor Chuck's books online, all free of charge. So visit the new official online home of The Word for Today and the ministry of Pastor Chuck and Kay Smith. PastorChuck.org Hi, this is Kirby Anderson with the Point of View Radio Talk Show. I want to invite you to listen to our program on KDKR from 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock p.m. Monday through Friday. We look at various issues from a biblical perspective. Our topics range from politics and economics to the Bible, theology, and apologetics. We also bring authors and informed experts to the program. We talk about anything that affects your faith, your family, or your freedom. Hope you'll join us every day on Point of View right here on Bible School Radio 91.3. Hi, my name is Bob Brooks, host of the Prudent Money Radio Show. So let me ask you a question. Do you know your numbers? And which numbers are those? They are your retirement numbers. That set of numbers is the single most important planning numbers you can know. Yet the majority of Americans don't even know them. Prudent Money Financial Services, sponsor of the Prudent Money Radio Show, specializes in figuring out those numbers and creating a game plan to make sure you're on the right track. Listen to the Prudent Money Radio Show weekdays at 3 p.m. on Bible School Radio 91.3. Welcome back. This is Bob Brooks, and you are listening to the Prudent Money Radio Show. Listen, I'm not taking questions today. If you can, if you have a question for me, please go to the website. There's a Q&A at the top of the page. That is for what I call level one questions, where you just have a question you want to send in your uh, email, and I'll answer it. We'll go back and forth on on email. We just added another layer of questions, and that is, hey, Bob, I've got a more extensive situation. I have a bunch of questions regarding uh, regarding retirement, the investing I'm doing. Maybe it's an inheritance, whatever it might be. It needs more than email. Then if that's the case, I have 30-minute blocks. I don't have a lot of them, but I have 30-minute blocks that you can sign up for one of those blocks online. No cost, no obligation. That way I can help you over the phone or over Zoom. And, of course, we limit that time uh, period to 30 minutes, which is really all you need. And uh, I can, if I can help that way, I want to help. As I said earlier in the program, we're doing this because there's not a, enough resources, not hardly any resources for the average investor today. I want to make sure that you're covered and uh, that you are taken care of. So we've added that. And uh, you may have to go out a couple of weeks just depending on what the schedule looks like. But uh, it's there for you to utilize in the event that you need to. We're talking about true diversification to where the spreading out over different types of of investments. And this is one of the bigger problems I see with 401k plans is that, that they don't have they don't give you the ability to practice true diversification. So here's the litmus test for your 401k plan. If. They are not contributing a dime to it. 
I would seriously consider whether uh, other options, because if you take the free money concept away from the process of investing into a 401k plan, you've taken away the heart of the benefit of a 401k plan. And unfortunately, more and more employers to save money or are not doing the employer match. So that's the problem. And then, of course, you get down to the inability to practice true diversification. That's something that you and your, your, uh, and, and you, I see your financial advisor only if your, your advisor thinks out of the box. Cause that's, that's very important in what I'm talking about here today. You got to stop, uh, uh, using a lot of the pop culture finance methodologies without comparing the pros and cons of those versus doing something different. So very, very important. So if you're in a situation where it has a match, you definitely want to invest up to the match. And by the way, as always, I'm not trying to give advice uh, over the air because your situation is, is so much different. I don't even know your situation, right? So just uh, keep that in uh, keep that in mind. The second myth is that you can save yourself to retirement. What I mean by that is, and I, I see all of these these articles in the money magazines of the world and, and that type of thing in the Kiplinger that talk about well, if you just save fifteen percent of your of your income. Over 30 years, you'll have more than enough money to have a great retirement. My question is, what's a great retirement? What's inflation going to be doing? What is your your growth, your estimated growth rate? And uh, what are you doing about risk? Because an article about saving 15% towards retirement and, and having a great retirement does nothing to answer those questions, does nothing at all to answer those questions. So to sit back and, and take the advice of someone writing an article for a financial magazine or a CNBC.com or whatever, and it says, if you just say 15%, you'll be great, you'll be in good shape for retirement, I would take two steps back and say it couldn't be that easy, and it is not that easy. There's five steps that you follow, in my opinion, to achieve that, what I like to call financial independence. And financial independence is defined as the age that you'll get to where earning an income is a choice rather than a necessity. Once again, at the ages you get to, financial independence to where earning an income is a choice versus a have to do so, a have to. Very, very important and um, is something that you get to that point where you may not, you may not want to stop working. You may want to keep working for a couple of years, but you know that if things get stressful or things get to a point where you don't like it, you can leave because you're already financially independent. So, and then this is, this is what I, I find that when people set these goals, 
and they're setting it for, you know, I want to retire. I just don't know when I want to retire. You shift the conversation to when do you want to be financially independent? What's about what, what age sounds good to you? You can always change it. I mean, that's the thing that plans are flexible. The first one, by the way, is to have a plan. Then you got to save money. Of course, that, that they cover that in the article is the only thing. Then you got to invest that money. Then you got to manage that money for risk. Then you have to track your progress. And this is what I love about the system. We've uh, put this system together, and it's something that's available to you as well. What's great about the system is that at any given time, you know if you're on track or not. How would you like to know if you're on track to retirement just by going and checking your values? And uh, it's always the guideposts and the map and the journey. And everybody's everybody's journey is different. I was talking to somebody uh, not too long ago, and they were just regret over some of the decisions they made. And I said, if you only knew some of the bad decisions I've made when it comes to money, I, I, I talk about how do you think I have so much content? So, I mean, it, it, it happens to everybody. Bad choices when it comes to money is just what ends up happening. The third myth is to retire. And this might be my favorite myth. You're going to need a million dollars. And this are these articles, and you'll see them once a week on some website or some magazine. And it talks about the importance of having a million dollars. And the first, and, and it doesn't give any specifics. It just says if you if you make a if you have a million dollars by the time retirement goal uh, comes up, that's what you're shooting for. My first question is, how old will you be? My second question is, when are you going to retire? My third question is, how much do you need at retirement? And then what are the effects of, the effects of inflation? This is what, and this is what just baffles my mind. These are some good writers. I don't know why they're writing these things, but they're not even, they're not even making a note and pointing out in the article that a million dollars is not what a million dollars is today, 20 years from now. It's totally different than what it is today. So do I need to shoot for 1.3 million or 1.1 1, 1 million or 1 million or whatever? And then the final thing is that number, you know, your, what you need to generate, that plan is so specifically uh, drawn up for yourself. I mean, it's a personal plan. You may or you may not need a million dollars. You may only need half a million dollars. You may only need $300,000. You may have other assets come. I mean, it's just, it's so different. The journey is so different from everybody. Don't, don't fall for that one. You need a million dollars because I've seen this really almost depress people when it's, it's just, it's a myth. You need whatever your values and goals say you need. That's the cool thing about it. Number four, the fourth myth, is target funds, which we're probably most familiar with, will get you to your goal. And a target fund, target date fund, is set up to where if you're going to if you're going to retire at the age of, let's say. 60, 
and that turns out to be 2030, the year 2030, then you will get, you'll put your money into the 2030 target fund. And theoretically, as that money grows and gets uh, and gains and gains and gains, it gets more conservative every year. And it's supposed to put you at the perfect level of being conservative at the year of retirement. Well, unfortunately, I mean, in theory, it's a great idea. So it's a great, it's a great idea. And I would even argue that it's something you can do yourself. What I have found, and this is my own opinion, is that these target date funds are a whole lot more, to take a lot more risk at, at and towards retirement than, uh, than you might be wanting to take. And uh, I've seen, you know, back in 2008 is a great example when we had the financial crisis. And there was the target date fund of uh, 2007, which should have been taking hardly any risk. That fund lost 9 to 10% at a particular fund company. Should have never lost that kind of money. So I, I, I always am uh, suspect of how much risk they're taking. At the end of the day, mutual fund managers, even if they're in a target day fund, are competing against other, other mutual funds. And that's, that's the problem is that it comes down to what kind of performance that you have. So you might be tempted to take more risk, which I think is what they do. So that is four of the five myths. I'm going to pick up the fifth myth on uh, tomorrow. And we'll actually probably not tomorrow. One day this week, we'll continue this. I know I have some guests coming in this week, and we'll talk a little bit more. Hey, this is Bob Brooks. If you got a question for me, please go to the website at prudentmoney.com and send it in because we are all out of time. Till we do meet again next time, keep the faith and have a great rest of the day. That's all the time we have for today. Questions or comments for Bob or to find out more great information like what you've just heard, visit www.prudentmoney.com. Be sure to join Bob Brooks again for the next edition of Prudent Money. Prudent.